Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On my way into the studio, yes, because in some circles people deem this to be art. I know, me either. I walk past where they now film first dates. Now, I'm sure other people around the world know what first dates is because it's a teleprogram that we're all subjected to. And I like to imagine myself on one of these first dates, you know, because they walk over, you know, do the little mints before coming in and saying hello to Fred. Now, I'm not single, I'm just imaginative and polyamorous. Um, and I like to think about the type of person that the TV company might pair me up with. And then this morning I was thinking, well, I thought I could share this with you because knowing what you now know about me, could you imagine what I'd be like if they attempted, I'll say, to pair me with what can only be described as a bland homosexual who liked fruit chocolate, drag race and um, the sound of their own voice? Oh no, it wouldn't be right, would it? Anyway, that hasn't happened. It was just um, something I was thinking about. Great. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> tone, after the tone, after the tone, leave your message after the tone. Here we go. Welcome to another week of this thing because you lot somehow keep on calling me. I've changed my number quite a few times, but you keep on finding it. Some might call it harassment. <laughs> I fucking wish. Welcome to the award-winning. We haven't won an award, don't worry. I just think, you know, it just makes it sound fancier than it actually is. Everyone's got a fucking award-winning podcast. Why can't we? Welcome to the award-winning After The Tone. There you go. There's a little bit of dead air for you to do a clap and a whoop from home because, you know, that's how exciting things are. I tell you what, what a week we've had here in the UK. It was hot a few days ago, hot and sunny, and um, yesterday it snowed, so I think that Greta Bird is probably onto something. And if that anecdote about the weather felt exciting, then I tell you what, my friend, you're definitely in the right place. (laughs) 
because over the next 40 minutes or so, me and my mate Debbie, producer Deb to you lot as always, will share with you the contents of our WhatsApp answer machine and I'm supposed to have an opinion on it. Then we package it up as entertainment and give it back to you because we're actually quite giving people and you lot are quite easily pleased evidently. <laughs> Long-term listeners and lurkers will know that I've got no idea what's about to emerge from the calls that Debs has sent over. So we're all in this together. And as course as ever, if something catches your attention or you want to join in or you've got a question to ask me, I'll give you the numeros, uh, that's numbers in foreign, at the end of the show. Now, we've got to get on because I've got quite a busy day because the clinic has sent me some bits and bobs to put in my mouth and my bum. <laughs> Hopefully not at the same time, because I'm not ambidextrous, I can tell you that. And I hope I get it in the right order. Oh, and I've also got to have a wee in what looks like a chef's hat for a child. I mean, it's a worry. Now, I'm only telling you this because, well, in the UK, we're about to be unleashed upon each other for the first time in a long time, aren't we? And, um, you know, it's always good to know what you have and what you haven't. I think. So if you live in a place where you have the privilege of peeing into a receptacle in your own home, (laughs) I tell you what, I actively encourage you to, if only to pass the time, because I tell you what, there's only so many fucking episodes of Shit's Creek, isn't there? Right, enough about me. (laughs) The most overly said thing on this podcast. (laughs) Let's see what you lot have been discharging this week. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, everyone in the crew. It's Fran here, the old witch. Listen to the pod this morning and just come from a Zoom therapy session. And I just want to say thank you so much to everyone. Thank you for opening up and telling me your stories, for the solidarity you've provided me, to Scotty for allowing it to take up a good chunk of the last episode, like holding space and respect for the loss and what could have been and I guess what should have been and the idea of grief being so individual it's like a fingerprint like that really touched me and I actually mentioned it in my therapy session it's just so beautiful it's so true isn't it like there is no right and wrong I listened to the pod walk into Waitrose pick up the free recipe cards and it made me emotional but in the most beautiful way I feel seen and validated and heard and I just love it just just thank you so much and even my therapist said like it's brought a real lightness and relief into what can be quite a heavy dark difficult subject sometimes so thank you everyone and on a much much lighter note I remember last week someone called in about having like 32 pairs of knickers to fold or something I don't wear underwear I don't own any knickers I wear a bra but I don't own any knickers and I haven't done for many, many years. Is that weird? I don't know. I just one day sort of stopped putting them on and then got rid of the ones I owned and never looked back. Anyway, there you go. A bit of a contrast for you. So, so much love and admiration and just, mm, I feel like you've all given me the biggest squeeze and I can really feel it. So thank you. Lots of love. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, lovely Fran there. Fast becoming a regular. Do you know what I mean? Propping up the end of the bar. I also really love that Fran always starts off with Fran here. (laughs) As if that's Fran's surname. 
uh, thanks for the acknowledgement about the space that we gave it. You know, we want to give it the right amount of space and give people that chance to um, share and share alike. As we've said in the past, and I think as you acknowledge there is, you know, Aftertone isn't a therapeutic space, but it is a community space in which people make it what they want. So, you know, there was a lot of love for you last week, so you got it. That's how it works. The show is definitely what you make it, which is a really good encouragement for people to call up and respond. As I said, you'll get the number at the end of the show. I love Zoom therapy. I've only ever done Zoom therapy. And I think it's better because it's, A, it's cheaper. But also, you can be sat there in your bra and no knickers. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't advise it because actually it's quite a vulnerable position to be in. I used to live with two lesbians and their absolute mortal fear would be to be like run over if they weren't wearing knickers. There's something about bra no knickers, isn't there, that people find slightly um, disconcerting rather than knickers and no bra. Anyway, that's the sort of hard-hitting conversations we're having over here. Hi, it's Gemma. I've not been here for a long time. It's really nice to pretend to see you all properly. I'm just like imagining that I'm like walking into this pub and everyone's shouting and you've got to try and scoot up to squidge in next to somebody few things I'm going to talk about. It's been a long time. The last episode, a lady who was talking about grief and sadly miscarrying and I really wanted to just reach out because for me anyway, it's nice to hear another straight woman on here. I'm actually just assuming she's straight. She might not be at all. I apologise if that's wrong. But I've got two children and, you know, grief and all wrapped up around things to do with motherhood and everything you know it's really hard and you push things down you push things down because you don't want to address it with other people and relationships and and I've picked up on that through going through grief too you know I go to therapy and I worry because I feel like I've been um, hidden from people because of the pandemic and everything I've managed to hide myself while going through grief. But if it's to do with your friends, I do feel what you're saying. And I think you just really have to focus on being your most authentic self with these feelings. Because the more you push them down and push them down, it's like a ball in water. It's going to fly up soon. And it will most likely hit you in the face and not them. So think about this feeling and do you want it to hit them in the face or do you want to hit yourself in the face with this you know because like Scotty always says as well you've got some softness you've got to bring that to yourself you're allowed all these feelings it's a big part of your life and I just really feel for you just wanted to reach out I don't know if my words are too fluffy especially for this pub might be a bit too much but Moving on, fame stories, and there's two. There's one where I thought, yes, I'm going to be famous, this is great, and it fucking backfired. Went on to TRL, MTV's TRL, and me and my friend went on there, and we were going to be in the background of, like, you know, you sit on the little bar stools in the background, just going, woo, like that. We went on it, so it was like, we're not going to tell anyone, we're going to keep it a secret, and then when it's on telly, everyone's going to be, like, so jealous of us, we're on TRL. 
And I remember coming home and it was on TV, I think the next day, watched it back. And when they say that the camera adds a certain amount of pounds, my God, they are not lying. Both of me and my friend's faces were fucking huge. We looked like two little hamsters on TV. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I look so ugly. I cannot let anyone know that that is me in the background of the telly. It didn't look like me. I'd morphed into this hamster with fake tan and a stupid dress on because I thought I was going to be on telly. The shame, my God, the shame. So I was on telly, but I wanted to keep that secret. The next one was I had applied, I don't know where I saw this advert, to be on telly again. And it was something to do with Nick Grimshaw. I went to this place in Hackney and they were filming for some kids TV thing or whatever. And they said, you have to have long hair to come to do this, I don't know, whatever. I went out the back and I was watching on the monitor and they was like, you're on in five minutes. It's like, amazing, yeah, cool. And then Nick Grimshaw holds up a pair of garden shears and goes, the next person that comes out, you know, we've got a volunteer and I am going to cut their hair with these garden shears wearing a blindfold. And I'm standing there like the stupid dick that I am thinking I'm going to get famous. And he was going to chop my hair off with garden shears. So I just went, I just need to go outside and take this call and did a fucking runner. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Really desperate to be on telly and both times just look like a dick. So yeah, that's that. Love the podcast. Sending big kisses and love to everybody. And bye. <laughs> <laughs> now, full disclaimer, as people will know, Jem is actually a friend of mine in real life. We love it when Jem calls up. We absolutely adore it. Can we just go back to the therapy? Because that is such a Gemma thing where Gemma's like, I don't know if these words are too soft. Okay, a bit fluffy for this podcast. Can I just remind you, Gemma, your take home from therapy was, do you want them to be hit in the face or do you want you to be hit in the face? (laughs) That's a real common therapy. (laughs) If only Foucault had... um... If only some of the leading philosophers in the world had Gemma in their life. Who wants to be in the face with a, with a ball in the water? All right? So there's that. Running away from getting your hair chopped off on the telly. <gasps> I think you did a good one there. Audio description for people. Gemma usually has lovely, long, blonde, gorgeous hair. So I think you did the right thing there, hun. Although, what telly programme was that in which they would... It was a different time, wasn't it, in the early noughties when you could actually be horrid to people on telly. Ah, that's a shame. Hi, Scotty. Long-time listener, first-time caller here. I just thought I'd ring in after your call for um, people to talk about their 15 minutes of fame. So back in 2006, maybe, I was sitting on my sofa watching Richard and Judy, just finished my teacher training, and they announced that a coach was looking for the first ever British women's sumo wrestling team. And what piqued my attention was that they were looking for women over 15 stone with a background in rugby or judo. Played a bit of rugby back in my day. So I tried out. I went up to Nottingham with about 20, 25 other women, all of us over 15 stone. And we're followed by a Channel 4 film crew through all of this, hence the 15 minutes of fame. 
And over the process of 12 weeks, they whittled us down to four people and they took the four of us to compete in the World Amateur Sumo Championships in Osaka in Japan. So, yeah, four fat women competing after 12 weeks in an international competition, all caught on camera for the documentary. It's called Strictly Lady Sumo. I'm sure if you search it, it's available somewhere. But that was my 15 minutes of fame. And then uh, I had to persuade my school to give me some time off to go and do the sumo wrestling in Japan. And then I came back and resumed my role as a primary school teacher. So, so yeah, that's my 15 minutes of fame. Oh, my God. Okay, first off, long-time listener, first-time caller, LLFC badge to you. Great. I'm glad that this has brought you into the room. And what a story. <gasps> I mean, I'm actually quite dumbfounded by it. Poor you having to go to Nottingham on a weekend. I mean, there are better things you can do in your life. But you got down to the final four, so you must be quite good at throwing people over, down. <laughs> I mean, I've really debased the sport of sumo. And lovely in Osaka as well. Now, I've got a fat story about Osaka. I was in Osaka in 2015. I was doing various different bits in Japan, doing like nightclub tour and writing and all of this stuff. Anyway, I find out about this bar called Pocha Pocha, which I think means piggy piggy, where essentially it's a host bar. Now, if you don't know about Japanese culture, host bars are essentially where you can pay people to be your friends. And I think through Western eyes, we often think about this as being like an escort bar, but it's more about intimacy. You know, most people don't have a lot of mates because capitalism corporate world out there is actually really quite full on and lots of people travel into the main cities for their business. So these host bars exist to give businessmen and businesswomen, business people, the space to find friendship and intimacy. And it's not, from what I've seen, sexy. It's like, oh, you look great today. Anyway, Le Pacha Pocha is where they are all fat women. <laughs> so me and my friend Theo go in in full drag because I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait. Well, I had the best chicken karaage I've ever had in there. So they're on to a winner. But every like 15, 20 minutes, it's on the first floor, they all get up and do a little dance routine. And the whole thing of their dance routine is to keep on jumping up and down. So the floor shakes. <laughs> Well, I was in a nervous disposition anyway because I was convinced at some point there'd be an earthquake there and everybody would know what to do and I wouldn't. So, I mean, I didn't find it as exciting. But going into La Pocha Pocha, oh, it was a hoot, an absolute hoot. Anyway, by the by, because you're actually an internet celebrity. I mean, you didn't say that. I'm sort of paraphrasing for you. But look at you, number four in the world. You also didn't say you were four in the world. (laughs) Always lording it up. Great. This is the type of example, people, of a great first story. So, 10 points to you. You're winning. Hi, Scotty. It's Toby. And I'm going to take us all back on a little journey. At the beginning of the the podcast, I talked about Trisha Goddard and said that she cut me out of her show. And then I called her a bitch. I'd like to apologise, first of all. Trisha, you're not a bitch. I think you're cool, especially because you told Piers Morgan to fuck off in, in not so many words, obviously, because you have decorum. Anyway, she did say she was coming back to TV and 
at that time, I guess we didn't know what that was going to be. But I've seen things online that she is going to be filling in the boots of a Dr. Gillian McKeith. And she will be looking, I assume, looking in people's poo. So apparently, Trisha Goddard is going to be the new face of You Are What You Eat. And uh, if she's going to be looking through somebody's poo, maybe that's a way that I can actually get my moment on the screen with Trisha. Just crap in a box and then I say, tell me what this means. She'd probably just say, I eat too much, that I swallow a lot of air. I do, sw I eat really fast and I tend to fart quite a lot if I eat quickly, which is a lot of the time. But I wonder what Trisha could find out about myself from my poo. It's funny how things have a way of coming back and I just wanted to shine the light on the wonderful Dame Trisha Goddard. She isn't a Dame yet, but she will be. Well, thank you very much there, Toby, for your long overdue apology of just about a series and a half to apologise to who you call Dame Trisha. I mean, anybody who calls himself Dame Sir, OBE, CBE are all trash in my world. So, you know, there's that. And you're right, she has a bit more decorum than you. <laughs> Until we found out that she's going to be looking at people's poos on you while what you weep. Because I'd just like to remind you how sickly fatphobic that programme was. So if Trisha Goddard is going to start taking that heavy stance against heaviness, oh, look what I did there, then, you know, not a dame in my eyes, I'll have you know. Also, why would you want to poo in a box and go on telly? Learn from Gemma's mistakes. <laughs> Hi, Scotty. I'm a new listener. I'm still catching up on the episodes. I'm pretty behind, but I'm loving it. My friend Kate recommended it to me and I'm so glad she did. The episode I just listened to from like November had a poo story in it and then a different one had a nan story in it. So I thought I'd chime in with a nan poo story. In my family, when I was growing up, we didn't do nudes. I'd like to think I'm quite a nude person now, but back then it was like absolutely nobody saw anyone nude in any way at any point so i was about 15 i was visiting my my nan in macau which is near china and i'm sort of pottering around i'm like hanging out she's having a shower and like suddenly i hear her shouting my name so i'm like all right all right so I run up to the door i'm like you're right nan she's all oh, come in come in so i walk in she's naked uh, which honestly I just couldn't cope with it at the time. I was like, oh my God, she's naked. But there's also just shit everywhere. I couldn't really understand what happened at the time, but the gist of it is she had got shit all over the floor and then decided to take a shower, but then she needed help cleaning it up. So yeah, it was pretty uh, formative, I think. I think it's made me more open about poo. I don't think I've told anyone that story before, so... Thanks for giving me the space and a very safe space it is too. Thanks for everything you do. Lots of love. Bye. <laughs> 
what a way as well to walk into this room. Hello, new person. Oh, we're a big fan of your friend, Kate. So lovely. Well done there, Kate. And, you know, remember, other people, you can share this podcast with your friends as well. You know, that's a nice thing to do. And you're right, this is a safe space. There's only me, you, producer Deb, and a few thousand other people listening. So your story (laughs) is definitely safe with us. Now, you know me. If I die if, because, you know, it's not a given, if I die, I think in me eulogy, probably not me epitaph, because it's, it's not that important, but probably in me eulogy, don't know her, I hope they say something about my love of nans and poo stories. And look, a combination story here. So you're doing really well. My granddad was not afraid of being nude at all. Also not afraid of shit. Would often be like... Have a look at that. Is it fine? Is it normal? <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling people this. And, you know, if you ever shout at himself or anything like that, he'll be like, ah, not at all. <laughs> it's just shit. <laughs> like, absolutely no qualms. Just like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's just shit. Come on. Which, um, I think, <laughs> in some experiences, it's seen me through. <laughs> So, welcome to the Harpan. <laughs> and do feel free to share with us any more of those intimate stories <laughs> about your shitty nan in Macau. Time to have a little biscuit and a cup of tea with each other as we reach the halfway point. And of course, obviously, love to turn to the internet to read out some gratuitous praise. And this week, what a gorgeous review that we've got over there on the Apple Podcasts from great username, Moni Mary, 10 points. <laughs> Can relate. It says, a true bunch of welcoming pub regulars. It took me a while to involve myself in sending in voice notes, but I now send them in fairly regularly. Uh, the support from the room and everyone in it has got his insight and take on things combined with the roller coaster of each episode. Makes Thursday, release day, my favourite day of the week. Listen and see for yourself five stars. Isn't that a gorgeous review? Yeah, that's absolutely lovely. I just wish more of you would actually follow suit and do the same. More appreciation, please, like Moni Mary here. The rest of you just sort of sat there on your fucking hands thinking, oh, I'll just listen to it and tell you a shit story. Not good enough. I want shit stories and reviews. (laughs) If you listen to us on a space in which you can share, follow, like, subscribe, hit the bell, any of that shit, please feel free to do it because it does help us with all of those mathy, algorithm-y things. Anyway, I couldn't be bothered. I'm boring myself now. Also, if you want to join the backstage conversation, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. You can donate a pound a week to help keep us on air. Currently, we receive about 150 quid a month. And of course, this is not a cheap space to run, Hans. Do you know what I mean? So if you want the pub to be gentrified, for us to be replaced with some northern comic from Six Music telling you about their misdemeanours with a chocolate orange. Well, feel free to just sit there and not support us. (laughs) Guilt trip. (laughs) But as ever, we would also just really like to have a little chat with you in the week. Hashtag after the tone POD. If you've got anything that you want to say, if you want to share the podcast, etc. Right, enough from me. Let's hear more from me. (laughs) Hello, Scott East, the carer here. And to all you after the toners down the pub, big quiz to the GOF. And obviously to Debbie, the producer, the main wizard behind it all. 
memory goes back this year. I was thinking of you, Scotty. And it was Easter weekend. You know, the big old bank holiday weekend and what a fucking gayorama it used to be. Eh? You remember those days? Fucking out on a Friday, back on a fucking Monday night, in the same nightclub, fucking all weekend. But one of the ones that flashed into my mind, which I've always had quite beef with you, Scotty, actually. Yes, you, Scotty. I feel like I was robbed. I don't remember back in the day, God knows when it was, about eight, nine years ago, possibly, possibly even more. Horsemeat Disco used to have their Vauxhall is gurning and they had their Easter ball. And it was on the Sunday. And we entered the same category together, which was Easter Bonnet. I don't know if you're remembering this. And um, forgive me, but you know what I mean? I walked out there in a full fucking knocky couture green cut-up Disney dress with bunnies covered everywhere, a fake topiary head, which I'd cut out my out, my head went inside a fake plastic topiary. I had rabbits for eyes, there was birds flying off me, and I was throwing out bunnies as I went. This may not be true, but I can't remember what you were wearing, obviously. I think it was some fucking Liza Minnelli sparkling black number was usually spun around in. But the beef was, darling, you won that category, right? Due solely to your celebrity cred and Jody, talentless DJ Harsh on the judging panel. Yes, sue me, whatever. She voted you through. It was all there. And even in the final round, when you supported at the end, when it was like the Vogue winning ball, legend, she was even trying to put you forward for that when a drag race flipping rung you. Anyway, yeah, girl, she had beef. Oh, she was fuming after that. I remember right fuming. I actually plotted with everyone, with a few people out there. I genuinely plotted this and I was going to do it. I was going to get a fishing hook and a load of fishing wire and wait for Jodie Harsh to walk past and throw the fishing hook in her wig and let it off until she goes halfway through the dance floor and then just whip her wig off. Talentless celebrities. Remember, Jesus died for our sins, especially your sins, Scotty. Massive love to the crew. I forgive you. Do you know what I mean? You were young, influential, needed the attention, like us all. Stay strong, stay true, and most importantly, stay Liza Minnelli dancing that is you. Oh, P.S. Massive carer's hug to Fran. You sound great to me, girl. You keep it real, you keep it common, and you keep staying there. Just stay you. Big hug. <laughs> Do you know what I love more than anything in the world? A bitter old queen. <laughs> she's not a sore loser, but she's only held on to it for a decade, girl. <laughs> and do you know what? I still got the trophy. <laughs> Do I remember it? Of course I fucking remember it. I remember all of my victories. <laughs> it's nice to know that you've grown and you've moved on from it, though, the carer. You know? <laughs> and thank you so much for the audio description of your outfit because I couldn't remember it. <laughs> I think, what was I wearing? I was probably wearing something inflatable. You know, taking up space, had me knockers out. You know, I very quickly learned from being a childie that I was like, well, if I'm half naked, they're more afraid of my tits than I am my own. So 
that was the lesson that I learned in life. But I'm loving that you're not projecting this hatred onto me. Take it straight to the judging panel. And you know what? <laughs> I love that. Do you know what I love so much? What I really miss is about being in nightclubs with queens and like plotting revenge. Just be vile. Just being like, who does she think she is? <laughs> oh, can't wait to get into a nightclub. Hope you're on the list, Kara. <laughs> oh, bless. Hiya, Scotty, love. It's that JRF here. Hello, how are you? Hiya, producer Debbie. Hiya, the Kara. Hiya, Harry and Liam and Liam. And hello to the rest of the ATT crew. Hello, how are you? I just wanted to get on and say regarding me badges. I always find it really funny when I put on a splatter or a scatter of my old lady granny brooches, mostly something sparkling covered in rhinestones. It's very funny how the general public, when they encounter me, they just go, oh, I like your badges because they can't say brooch because I'm this big Camp Mary. They can't say brooch. I also like to say that the difference between a badge and a brooch is the price difference. There is some logic behind it. It's something to do with the badge has a message and a brooch is something that's decorative and then a pin is obviously the one with the pin in the back. But anyway, don't be giving away my bloody pins. Anyway, I'm going to go and put my Easter bonnet on and uh, go for a walk. Watch that film with that Judy Garland's and Fred Astaire. I could write a sonnet about your Easter bonnet. You'd be the loveliest lady in the Easter parade. I'll be all in clover when they look you over you'll be the grand in the easter parade dead like that film any road love and light god bless sweetheart and uh yeah big kiss from that jrf bye oh here she is of course it wouldn't be the same without her particularly at Easter. Well, because, you know, she is Mary Magdalene. Now, I'm surprised that we've got to episode five of season three and the roll call of JRF hasn't grown larger. I think she might be hiding something from us. I think there might be a secret gentleman. I'm just putting it out there. I'm going to start a rumour that there might be a secret gentleman. We'll see if it can be confirmed or denied. I also understand this thing about what you were saying about wearing a brooch and people saying it was a badge. Because quite often people say to me, oh, I really like your shirt. And I'll say, it's a blouse. And you just see them. They're just so affronted by it. But it's true. I mean, if you're going to call something something, you're going to call it the right thing, aren't you? My friend Sammy Knight hairdresser to the stars, absolutely detests when people call it trousers. Scotty is, is posh. Uh, do you know what? I know some posh people. Don't cast suspicions, please. Says to me, um, Scotty, they're not trousers. It's a trouser. It's a trouser. So apparently it's just one because it's not two. I mean, uh, I think I've really cleared that up. <clears throat> anyway, JRF, love interest, discuss. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Producer Deb. Hi, everybody. It's Providenza reporting from Los Angeles. Okay, I don't know if I need affirmations or support or advice, but 
I have officially decided to get top surgery, which is something that I have always wanted. And I just now feel ready to navigate like the logistics of that, you know, insurance, doctors, all that stuff. And my desire for top surgery is twofold. One is, you know, my self-determination of my gender, which is a fat, genderful cherub in the sky. And then my other part is that I actually have a very high possibility of developing breast cancer in my life. Um, My mom's a survivor and I already deal with um, MS, so I'm not trying to deal with that later in life. So I wanted to tell my family and I feel weird about it because I know that they are going to be weird about it. My family is very loving, but they are very traditional I've been like unpacking a lot of stuff around how all of my shame is that I have now is pretty much connected to my family and expectations that I feel around myself and already being the gay child and now being the trans child feels really tough. My parents barely know how to use a computer so they can't really like seek out information for themselves and I know that the reality is is that I could tell them that I'm just pursuing it for you know this cancer part or whatever but I also would love to just feel free to be closer to who I am um, and be able to articulate that to them I sort of casually came out a week ago to my mom because she was talking about Elliot Page and I just genuinely don't know if she like heard me in the sense like genuinely I don't know if her ears actually heard what I said or she just was like we're just talking and just kind of like glossed over it I know that I can just offer the information that keeps me safe, but I also just, just trying to be free. Anyways, (laughs) I'm sad now, so uh, any lovies will be appreciated. Oh, bless you, Providanza. As you know, I always have got to welcome you into the room by going, Providanza! Oh, glorious to have you dialing in from Los Angeles now. I want to just acknowledge that sadness and that love and we're going to come to it but just to make this very clear for any basic gay male homosexualists that are listening top surgery isn't what they're thinking it is okay there isn't some form of transitional surgery in which you become a butch queen basic bear just letting you know top surgery is where some people decide to change the top half of their body they might do that in lots of different ways and you know for some people that really helps them feel more like themselves and their authentic selves so that's what top surgery is also you can fucking google it you know me i love nothing more than telling basic gays to go google things because the rest of us have that too just because it doesn't affect your life it doesn't mean that you can't do the labor now providanza you'll cool this week just kind of really reminds me of like this perpetual coming out that many of us queer people have to do constantly I think in gay culture particularly in the gay arts there's often the coming out story you know like this very neat thing that happened at the age of 17 and I think for those of us with (laughs) way more you know complex identities than that sort of like 17 year old finding yourself thing we're kind of constantly coming out we're constantly having to out ourselves to people who make the assumption we're just like them or that somehow there is a normalcy or a norm to being and uh, because we don't fit that we have to disclose where we don't align with their expectations 
So I just wanted to say that, like, I recognise the labour in kind of constantly fucking having to be like, okay, new group of people, or, you know, like, identities becoming stronger and our courage growing and building and coming to things at different times in your life and, you know, then having to re-come out as something else. It's a fucking nightmare, I guess is what I want to say. And I hope you're giving yourself a bit of rest because what I'd say is one job at a time that you've got to do what you've got to do. And if that's having top surgery and that feels that what you want for your body, then the After the Time family fucking supports you and you get to that. And I tell you what, if you're going to set up like a GoFundMe or whatever, let me know because I'll give you a tenner for it. More than happy to. Because sometimes I think with some of my friends that I've had gender confirming surgeries is putting it out there for some financial support isn't just about the financial support it's about 300 of your friends saying if this is what you want for your body I wholeheartedly endorse it so you know what we might not get from our biological families our bio families we might get from our queer family so I just want to throw that out there but one job at a time you know prioritize what you feel you need and if that is your well-being and then surgery and then family do it in the order you fucking need to do you know what I mean? That's what I'm going to say. But, you know, I know that you're very close to your family. So difficult, big decisions. We're here. We're at the end of the blower. Let us know how you're doing and you're feeling. It's always lovely to have you booming in from Los Angeles with that gorgeous voice of yours. Providencia, much loved member of the family. We'll speak to you in a bit. Shh. And that's it for another week of this malarkey. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, leaving that or proper down, so I just want to go grab them and give them a massive cuddle. But, you know, it's a 12-hour flight or something and uh, it's quite expensive. Also, there's a global pandemic, so I can't do that. So that's out of the question. So I don't even know why I brought it up. But what wonderful calls that we've had this week too. First-time callers, you know me, love to see it. We have really discussed the big stuff and the small stuff. If anything has piqued your interest, do get involved. It's really easy. By now, you should realise... Yes, I'm a bit of a knobhead, but I'm actually quite a nice person. All you need to do, open up the WhatsApp and send us a voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420. Uh, some people have also said, oh, I'm anti-WhatsApp because of data harvesting. And so are there other ways in which I can contribute? I feel like saying to people, sorry, you've just sent this to me on an iPhone via Twitter. <laughs> But the real answer to that question is, yeah, drop me a line on Twitter and I'll tell you other ways in which you can get involved in the show. As ever, it would be glorious to hear you throughout the week. Hashtag after the tone POD. And remember, you can help support keep this podcast on air. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. That's it from me and producer Deb, who no doubt is probably sick of the sight of hearing me cough, laugh and burp. So uh, without further ado, see you in a bit. Okay, bye. Okay, you can go now. Listen, stop listening. What you... No, you go first. No. Okay, on the count of three. One, two... He's still there. Tone, after the tone, after the tone, leave your message up. 
Tone is presented by me, Scotty, and produced by Debbie Kilbride with theme tunes from Liv Morris and Louise Mother Soul. Shout out to podcast.co. After the Tone is a Debbie Productions production. Catch us every Thursday for new episodes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.